Barry Murphy. Oh, no, no, come back. No. Where are you going, lads? We've got a good show coming up. Don't all switch off at once. Um, I'm back this week with my ever-dependable co-host. First of all, Mr. Joe Towner. Hi there, Barry. And also, Mr. Paul Griffin. Welcome back, Barry. Good to hear your dulcet voice once again. It's nice nice to know you missed me, lads. I'll be, I, I didn't listen to last week's show yet because I, well, I don't have a copy of Zoolander, um, but I'll, I'm, I, I will get to it. That's it. I, I understand that it was quite well received. Um, I think probably biggest show of the year so far, really. Mm, that's what, yeah, that's what, the, people, that's what the people are saying. So yeah, the 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 wrestle ram out of CSP, they're calling it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was good. It was uh, good. Thanks for all the yeah. kind well, words so- that people gave. People seem to enjoy it. So that was good. Uh, I do, I do think though. I mean, we said we said when when we did the last one that we were like, oh, we should definitely do the commentary thing again. Um, so obviously that was that is reciprocated from the people. Yeah. So uh, that's well, good. we knew, we know what we're doing for Christmas this year. Do we? A show without Barry. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, uh, Rewatching Jingle All the Way, another Jingle All the Way commentary. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Let's do it again. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, here, come, here comes the bit, lads. Oh, remember last year when we said, "Oh, just do a commentary over our commentary." <laughs> yeah, a commentary commentary track. People could just we could just fill in all the the dead space of the last one with talking. Then people could listen to both of them, and it will be a, like a full. Audio commentary. It, it would just sound like that Mr. Plinkett thing where he's reviewing the four dog movies at the same time. <laughs> they could put one commentary oh. in one ear and the other commentary in the other ear. Oh, yeah. We do a left ear and a right ear audio commentary. Yeah. That's the future. There you go. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's so watch this space uh, uh, for um, uh, more, more commentary and whatnot. Do you ever, because um, this is another thing that was said, do you ever think when people are like, oh, love the show, it's still like the wrestling bit, do you ever think we should just bid it? Just bid the wrestling? I mean, we're, we're moving, <laughs> gradually moving towards it over the last eight years, haven't we? Haven't we? Yeah, slowly but surely. I think there's still a yeah, misconception yeah, that we, we do two hours of reviewing Raw, SmackDown, Impact, yeah. NXT. People... People sometimes say, oh, I skipped the wrestling bit. And I'm like, what bit's that? I... <laughs> you mean you don't listen to the last 10 minutes? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> the, the bit at the very end where we go, oh, did yeah. you hear uh, Jeff Hardy's in jail again? Oh, what is he? All right. Um, don't yeah, wake so, me up. Yeah, so-and-so died. Any thoughts? Not really. All right. See you later. They hit that... 15 second skip button once and they've they've missed the wrestling it's grand <laughs> now the weirdest one is uh, we get something like I, I don't listen 
because of the wrestling. Like people don't actively don't listen because they don't want to hear the wrestling stuff. It's like that's all right, but you might enjoy it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I just say that to literally every person I meet in the streets. <laughs> Do you like movies? Do you like fleeting? Oh no, comes- that's not about the podcast. That's- Fleeting uh, conversation. Uh, for sex. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, dear. oh God, I'm sick. Anyway, I've uh, got a show coming up for you, folks. Um, obviously, me and Paul were at the wrestling at the weekend. We'll, we'll stick it at the end, don't worry. Um, uh, okay. Or we can, you know, don't worry about that. So, so everyone, including Joe, can tune out. <laughs> Um, and we also have the, the usual guffs. We got our features and all this other stuff. I kick off live guff. I'm a sick little man today. Uh, and not just because I'm hungover. I'm also fighting a cold once again. Mm-hmm. You probably hear from me. Um, I believe it, it's a, some kind of wrestling-related flu illness. Most of my friends are also sick. Too much hands being shaken. You know, too much business being respected. Um, uh, I don't know if you're feeling kind of run down, Paul, but uh, being in that uh, very hot uh, uh, venue um, with all those other wrestling fans, it has taken a toll on my immune system. Mm. Uh, um, and I'm I, all right, I'm actually. Not, I'm not too bad. Super great right now. Okay, you're not too bad. No. What did you, uh, uh, before we talk about the actual show itself, that, that was my first time in, in the arena mm. uh, last weekend. Uh, you've been there before. I, I quite liked it. It's good, isn't it? Good. Good. That, well, you remember me putting it over as they should just do this all the time. I, I admittedly, I know the situation with the the expense and the amount of people. Of it, but just yeah, it's great. The atmosphere is good. Fits a lot of people. Um, big screen and that. Yeah, I th- I, I almost prefer it to the Tivoli, to be honest. Hmm. I could see. I could see that. I don't know that I would, but I I can see how someone would. Um. Yeah. It's uh. It's cool. Um, uh, the worst toilets I've ever seen at a venue, though I'll say that much. Right, because I I only went to the toilets once, and it was very early on. It was before the show even started, so I don't think I got the worst of it. Did you go to the ones behind the entranceway? No, I went to the ones by the entrance to the building. Oh, really? Okay. Um, the ones behind the entranceway were not too bad. The ones by the entrance to the actual building, when I was there, they were disgusting. There was shit on the actual bowl of um, the toilet. Don't, don't, don't know how someone did that. Unless they you mean on the lip, like? Uh, no, no uh, it was um, uh, on the bowl, almost kind of under the hinges of the seas. Um, I don't know how, how you see this. I was like, did this person uh, unscrew the seat, shit on the bowl, and then attach the, the seat? Uh, there was weird yellow stuff. I couldn't even identify what it was on the actual... Uh, no, it wasn't. It, 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 was, it was a bit more viscous. Ejaculate? Um, uh, uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't ejaculate. It was, it was more viscous than that. Uh, it was a very wow. confusing uh, substance that was on the handle of both the toilets. So I'm thinking it is perhaps some kind of, like... Uh, uh, like a cleaning product that was put there or something. Right. Um, they were absolutely repulsive, absolutely repulsive. Piss just like, like the the floor was sopping. The floor was sopping with piss. Right. Um, oh, God. Uh, it was disgusting. 
Um, the bar situation was, I had heard it was bad at the last show. It was pretty, I was fine at the show. I did not have any extended waits. Um, I didn't hear any of my friends saying they missed anything or, or because they were at the bar, nothing like that. So, uh, uh other than the toilet situation, yeah, I, I was a thumbs up on that venue. Uh, yeah, as, and, as uh, I said, when I went early on, it wasn't too bad. Um, if you, are, if you, the listener are the person who did a shit in the toilets, did a, a shit like a, like a Tetris block somehow. Squeeze it in between the 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 seat and the toilet. Um, give us an email and let us know. Number one, how did how did you manage to do that? And number two, why? Um, <laughs> why? No, I didn't notice anything abnormally uh, bad. They were a bit stinky, but you know, I I just went in for a quick quick um, <laughs> quick shit in between the toilet seats. <laughs> 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 I went for a quick uh, whittle, and then I was out of there. Um, no, I can't say that they were too bad, but again, yeah. I, I went before the drinks started flowing, so I can't say how it was later in the evening. Okay. Uh, so that's shit guff. Um, anyone else have a good shit this week? Uh, I just had one before the show. Uh, he, he actually did, listeners. That's we had to wait for him to do a, a poo. Yeah, it's like 10 minutes late. Very hard to... Can't yeah. time his shits properly. I was listening to a podcast. I was a podcast in the week where a woman was discussing why it takes men so long to do a poopy, and I I think for me, it's it's almost like a it's almost like a recreational thing. Like I could mm. go in and I'd be in and out in one minute, but I, I like to sit there and browse the internet on my phone or read something or. It's, it's almost like so a little, little fortress of solitude. A little, yeah, a little moment of solitude that I think I need every now and then, just to clear the head and the bowels. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't just go in and 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 be out in two minutes. I, I need that time. It's like some people will take a very long shower because they like to just have that little moment where they're alone with themselves and their thoughts. And for me, yeah. sitting yeah. on the throne, very same thing. Um. Ooh. So. Uh, I mean, what did you think of the heat in the building? And I don't mean the wonderful atmosphere from the great OTT fans. I mean the actual heat. It was very, very hot. Um, which is funny because hot. when we were there in December, it was very, very cold. So I'm not sure whether the building just can't... It's very badly constructed. Yeah, possibly. Um, I'd be interested to see how it is in the autumn or the spring. Because in the summer, very hot. And in the winter, very cold. Um, yeah, we'll try to Goldilocks this shit. Yeah, I was sweating. Um, but sure, what can you do? It's it's a venue full of people. It's going to be hot. I like that they had to open the doors, but uh, like the the titular gym door was uh, open. Yeah. Um, except when the lights were down during an entry, something they would like close it, <laughs> so it wouldn't affect the like recording, the video recording. Then they'd open up again. Yeah. Um, yeah, very 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 hot inside. Notably, um, uncomfortably hot. But uh, got home and then had a shower and was alright. Yeah, well, I didn't because I was staying in a, in a shitty Dublin accommodation. Of course. Um, so I was extremely smelly at Contenders the next day. Oh yeah, uh, taking all uh, the rest of the fan boxes. Which was also very fucking warm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I know real news from the week beyond uh, that. Um. 
Uh, yeah, still fighting a bit of the old illness. Uh, went to Token again before OTT. Um, I had, I had, if I, if I do say so myself, I had quite the run on the Simpsons arcade game. Um, okay. I did pretty well. Um, and yeah, that's really it. I had the sliders there. They were very, very tasty. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, not really a whole lot of other life stuff going on there for myself. What about you lads? Anything going on? Well, I had most of the week off uh, spending time with my wife, uh, Michelle. My wife. Who is sat next to me now on a, on a MacBook. Oh. Uh, reading Twitter. Um, so, yeah, she came in. When did you come in? Wednesday. And um, picked her up at the old airport. And, uh, yeah, we've just been doing stuff. Getting all life sorted here in the old United Kingdom of Britain. Uh, getting her a new phone. Yeah. A new iPhone. Um, Costs were pretty funny. Don't mind telling you. Um, bank accounts. Uh, what else we got? Get you some keys to the old apartment so you can let yourself in. Yeah, visa, all of that. Eating lots of nice food. So, yeah, it's been good. And it's, of course, bank holiday tomorrow, so it's been a nice week oh, off for me. Yeah. So we need now so for Michelle to become a, a a character in the background, much like Natty is with me here. A voice that you hear every now and then in the background. Yeah. I told her not to pipe up too much, but she, you know, when, yeah. I, when I ask her something, she can talk. Other than that, I don't want her interjecting, you know, any given time. Well, keep her in her place, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite... Well, Natty's um, yeah, it's a good good week. Natty's here with me. She got a um, Sam the the white rat. She gave him the medicine now. Oh, she got a sore wrist as well. She got a wrist support on. She hurt her wrist. Not mm, yeah, not on the rat. Nope. Um, he's coming over here now to me. Nope. Now he's back in the cage. Anyway, yeah, I'm but- on my own instance just for reference. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> Harry's also got a sore wrist for yeah, different reasons. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, it's cased in something. It's a yellow vistas <laughs> liquid. What's going on? Uh, oh, and then I, yeah, once I got done in the Shuro toilets. <laughs> well, oh, happy to hear Michelle's there. That's very good. Yeah. I saw some photos on the old Instagram carousel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We went to a fun fair as well. Um, it was quite a, a very small fun fair, and it was on uh, Friday afternoon, which was very cloudy and a little bit rainy. Hmm. So there weren't many people there. Um, there were about six or seven kind of rides and uh, you know fun, fun, fun fair games and that kind of thing. So we just went on the Dodgems twice. That was all right. That was quite fun. Good. Uh, yeah. I made Michelle go on the teacups. So. Teacups is the best ride at the fun fair. Love teacups. Teacups is good. Yeah, yeah we were on the teacups in Disney. That were well Ooh. fun the other, the other week when we were there. Um. So yeah, when when's the when's the housewarming? When's the party? Uh, tonight. Uh, as soon as we're done with this podcast. Hmm. Our, our invites got know. lost. Very, I think. Whenever you want to. Whenever you want to head over. Just, 
I'll go on Google Maps and see how long does it take to walk from uh, from uh, Rohini Dublin Five to London, wherever that is in the UK, mm. the United Kingdom mm. of Britain. He couldn't. He, why couldn't he just hold it off until September thirtieth when I'm when I'm there? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you're going to be in town, of course. Which, which I guess I will be because Joe Cabrera just won't announce the fan show. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I love that they're Fuck. they're still saying Fuck. it's that it's something that's happening, but they won't say what it is. It is a mystery. Yeah, and like Fight Club confirmed their venue for the second night of their weekend, which is what the pro- which I think is what the problem was right. on the OTT side, but 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 the. But this, there was then there was not a subsequent talent announcement for either of the shows. I get very grumpy over here to the point that I'm like I I more than likely just gonna go to London um, at the stage. Yeah, I mean if, yeah. if they still haven't announced this thing a month out, uh, it's, it's surely not gonna be something mad, is it? Given that they have the October show two weeks yeah, after. Yeah, you know the announce the, we the, we did get an announcement at at last weekend's show, but it was for the October event, which is going to be um, a stadium Tutsia show. Night, a stadium show with Tutsia Naito, the rest of the LIJ crew. Um, a, a fucking whopper show. Osprey, Walter, Andino, Flamita, Strickland. I mean, just massive. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know if I... I don't know if you saw this or if I can't even remember if I tweeted it. Did you, did you see that Shane Strickland just kind of let slip one of the matches on the fan show, though? Oh, no. No. Yeah, is so he wrestled more than hype, and then after the match, he got on the mic. You guys are great. You have a big challenge ahead of you. Uh, your September event. You're wrestling PWG Tag Team Champions, the Rascals, uh, Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier. All right. And everyone went, "What? <laughs> what?" And he went, uh, "Yeah." All right. I mean, everyone was like, "All right, okay." And and then Butch at the end of the show was like, "Yeah." So you heard that. Uh, more details about that later. Still didn't reveal where it was or what the fuck's happening or, you know. Well, um, this is the problem, so right? Because it, it is a month out. They just released on Friday the tickets for the stadium, stadium show. And presumably, if they're doing a show in September, they're going to release imminently tickets for that as well. They can't. Sometimes they can't help but cannibalize themselves. In the same way that Defiant yeah. is again on a Sunday the day after a stadium show. So again, it's not going to stand on its own. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what this September... I, I nearly think they should just for not do a September 30 show, to be honest. Anyway, that's enough of the wrestling. Uh, Paul. Tell me. I don't believe... I was actually... I think I was about to ask this question... To, uh, Natty, but I got summoned by the by the VIP ticket callers at OTT. Where'd you eat before WrestleRabba? Bunsen, of course. Lovely, nice. We eat Bunsen every time. That's not not going to change imminently. Um. So it'll be probably Bunsen next time. I know that there is a uh, a Five Guys now on the way up to. Ooh. Up to the up stadium way, I think. But um. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty close. Well, not close, but it's... It's up that direction. Uh, I don't know that... We've never had five guys. I don't know whether it's like... Is it worth the risk to change the routine, or... It's it's comparable. It's comparable. It's first of all, it's pretty good. Second of all, it's not a million miles off Bunsen. What's this thing where, like, you just eat Bunsen now? I really like it. 
It's it's good. It is good. Yeah. I mean, I won't say I won't say you'll definitely like Five Guys more. I won't say that, but it's pretty effing good. Right. We'll give it. A, we'll give it a try, whether it's on an OTT day or not. We'll give it a whirl. But Bunsen, Alrighty. Ooh, Bunsen really Bunsen good. Bunsen is taking. I've had. I actually, I actually haven't had Bunsen in ages. I might get Bunsen in the near future. Hmm. Um, uh, any other life guff you want to talk about? Uh, we, we've done. We've done wife guff. Ooh, um, clever. Uh, that's that done. Uh, what else we got? Knife guff. Anyone got knife? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. Ah, uh, uh, we can move on to the normal govs then. I think. Alrighty. Uh, who has seen a film? I saw a lot of films. Go on, then. Why don't you lead the charge? Okay. Um, couple of films to talk about this week. Uh, start off with the new releases, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I saw Ant Man and the Wasp in the cinema. Hell yeah. On Wednesday. What did I say? Wednesday. Yeah, it was Wednesday. Um, so it's the latest, obviously, in the Marvel series. Is it the 20th oh, yeah. one? I think so. Um, written and directed by same, uh, same one who did the first Ant-Man, which I quite liked. Now, you want to sit down for this hot take, lads. I didn't really like it. Um, uh, I thought it was better than the first one. Mm, no, I mean, okay. Well, I can see why um, people would say that because the first one did have the first one was not like by any means one of the Amazing. better Marvel movies. Has had a very, yeah, of course, had a very um, stereo, not stereotypical, a very typical villain for you know. A lot of those Marvel movies have where the villain is just a bad version of the good guy. So you had like Iron Man had that, Hulk had that, and Ant Man for all intents and purposes had that as well. Um, uh, yeah, I mean the first Ant Man, like this one to an extent, kind of was carried by the the action set pieces, which were very very good, and were very good in this one as well. To be fair, but um, I found that outside of the set pieces, this was this was a weaker one. A lot of the movie is just exposition. Uh, particularly when they first meet Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne's character. They sit in his office, and it, it feels like 10 minutes of just explaining backstories, like literally just saying, oh, and then this happened, and then we went here, and then this happened, rather than having, like, maybe at the start of the movie, a flashback scene where we see, you know, the past of some of these characters. They just explain it, and it just goes on and on and on. Um, I thought Lawrence Fishburne was good in it, um, I thought the the actress who played the uh, Ant Man's daughter was very good, very cute. Yeah, I I just don't think Paul Rudd is that good. Um, and, that's fair. That's fair. I and I also it. think um, Kate from Lost, who played the Wasp, I just don't think she's very good either. <laughs> to be honest, I thought they no, were. I, I don't. I think she, yeah, I don't think she's very good at all. I thought they were both kind of out of their depth. Um, I like Michael Douglas' crazy eyes. He he, is he keeps his eyes very wide when he acts. He's very funny. Walton Goggins was good in it as well. But I um, like Goggins, yeah. I like Goggins in in a lot of movies. I liked him in Hateful Eight as well. Uh, whenever he was on screen, though, I couldn't help but think that he's only in this movie because the the actual villain is so weak. 
Um, so if you've seen the yeah. trailers, you know the villain is this like white cloaked person who can like drift through dimensions or whatever. I just felt like Goggins was there to be the proper villain because that that other character kind of flits back and forth between being a real villain and not, uh, and that and that they needed kind of a a, a a heel to to be the the antagonist. But I just he 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 was even though the performance was good, the character was just very bland. He's just like a bad businessman. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? he's just, yeah. yeah. Um, and so. Story wise, I don't know. I was also very obviously I won't spoil what happens, but I thought the ending was was very meh. Where they they kind of tie up the um the wasp's mother story and the what's what's the villain's name in it the um uh the white one ah oh, fuck whatever her name they uh, tie them both up in in essentially uh uh it's magic. Um, explanation, which I was just like, oh, that was it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I found the ending pretty dissatisfying. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, for me, I, I wouldn't say it was you know really bad per se, but I thought this one was really a mixed bag. Whereas the first Ant Man, although it was less spectacular, I thought it was more kind of solid throughout. There was less things in it that annoyed me or that I didn't like. Um. So there you go. I, I I believe a lot of people have been more positive on it than I was, but uh, yeah, I, I was I, I was a little bit a little bit let down by it. Um, I then watched Sleeping Beauty on Blu-ray, the nineteen fifty-nine uh, Disney animated movie. Okay. because uh, I bought it when we were in France, because we we're in the, on that Disney buzz on the Disney mood, so I was like, well, let's buy a Disney movie. One that I've not. I think I've I had seen it once when I was little. But I hadn't seen it since. Um, the funny thing about Sleeping Beauty is that the the princess, the titular princess uh, Aurora, really has no character. She's just a just a face. Um, whereas the movie is kind of carried by the prince, who's quite funny, the fairies, who are very kind of sweet, and then obviously Maleficent is like one of those iconic Disney villains. And those characters are kind of what carries the movie. The princess herself is, again, very, very bland. Um, it's also really short, much shorter than I remember. It's like one hour 15. So it be- it's Ooh. barely like feature length, um, which, which kind of works in its favor because it feels very condensed. It feels like a very small fairy tale rather than, you know, if they made it, if they remade Sleeping Beauty today, it would be two hours 27 with a war scene in the middle of it. <laughs> so it's it's nice and you know quick and efficient. Yeah. And um surprisingly like sweet and surprisingly tender like there's one bit early on where obviously the story of Sleeping Beauty is that when the baby is born they have kind of all the people from the kingdom come and to give gifts and the fairy gives the gifts of yeah, the gift yeah, of song yeah. and the gift of beauty then Maleficent who wasn't invited yeah, goes yeah. you will prick your finger and you'll die or whatever. Um, and then what they do is the fairies take Sleeping Beauty away to keep her safe, live in a cottage in the forest. And then it's like her 16th birthday and she's going to go back to the king. And they're, they're all like crying because they've taken care of this, this girl for so long, for 16 years. And now she's going away, essentially. And the characters are all crying. And it's like, it's, it's surprisingly real and surprisingly like, again, like sweet and tender. I didn't cry myself, but I was a little bit like, hmm. "Good crier, to know I'm going to cry." 
Um, yeah, I, I think you know the the art style is 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 funny as well because it kind of fits between the er, real early stuff. Like Snow, you watch Snow White and Pinocchio, and it's all like it's almost like watching an oil oil painting. This this one's much more plain. It's kind of in that you know late fifties, early sixties Disney era where everything was kind like of a bit a more shit cartoony. painting. <laughs> like watching a toilet at the Brookshire Road. Um, <laughs> So visually, it's not as not as impressive as those really early ones or the the more recent ones, but um, definitely worth a watch if you're if you if you've never seen it or you saw it a very very long time ago. It is worth a revisit. It's very good. Uh, I also watched then for the first time. You might want to sit down for this one. Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator. Ooh. So I had never seen Ooh, Predator I never before. Seen that. Have you I've seen, it? seen it? No, Joe? No. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah. Predator is um is a is a good one. I have um a multi pack, a DVD multi pack that has The Terminator, which I have seen, uh Commando, which I'm also yet to see, and Predator. Mm. So obviously the the new movie is coming out, Shane Black's The Predator, right? The latest uh, reboot, remake, whatever. Yeah. And Shane Black is, is an extremely good filmmaker, extremely good writer. He made Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I've seen is excellent. He made The Nice Guys, which I think I've seen three or four times since it came out a couple of years ago. And, of course, Iron Man 3, which I really enjoyed. So, from, for me, he's, he's three for three. And now he's bringing out The Predator, which, of course, Shane Black is in this original Predator he's, as an actor in it. So, um, figured, since we want to see it, might as well watch the original one first. Um, I don't know whether we'll bother to watch Predator Two or Predators no, with Adrian Brody. <laughs> but um, oh, watch the first one. Really, what up? I I actually <laughs> completely forgot there was a Predator reboot like a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. So so there's I didn't see there's confusingly there's Predator, Predator Two, Predators, and now the Predator. <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, it has all the bits in it that you want where muscly men have muscles and are muscly. And he said, Dylan, you son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Yeah, this is the problem with seeing this movie now is I feel like if it will be ruined by the fact that 90% of it is memes. Well, actually it isn't. What? It's like, Do it. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of this stuff is, is only early on. Um, like you have the Botchmania, huh? And you have uh, uh-huh. this got you pushing too many pencils, huh? Um, the longer the film goes on, the less silly it kind of becomes, um, in a good way. Like the first action scene is is um, nothing before the predator is even kind of mentioned or revealed. Is Arnie and his team of mercenaries just like destroy this this little um, hideaway of like the villains hideaway they go in with their big guns and they just for like 10 straight minutes just blow the place apart and blow people apart it's <laughs> just so over the top and so indulgent with it's like violence it's really really <laughs> out of tone with the rest of the movie but it kind of works because then the movie does become more intimate and more kind of simple as it goes on um yeah i i really 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 enjoyed it uh and it wasn't what i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be a lot more camp and a lot more silly i thought it was going to be like a commando style or 
No, it's, you know, it's it, like a. I, I haven't even seen it, but it's like a. It's like a stealth horror in a way. It's it's like you know a mean? slasher film. It's it's very similar to Alien, uh, which is funny because obviously they then did the Alien yeah. first Predator movies. It's very similar to Alien, uh, albeit it doesn't happen in space. It happens in the jungle. It, it's this this team of people being picked off one by one, um, in a very kind of conventional slasher way, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, if you haven't seen, I, I wouldn't, you know, want to talk too much about individual parts of it, because I think it's a movie that does warrant seeing kind of unspoiled to an extent. Um, obviously, you know, so certain bits that happen, you know, oh, you, you ugly motherfucker, and all this, but um, it's really, really clever, and it, it's kind of ahead of its t- time in a way, um, and I really like the Predator design as well, even though you know they've they've done things later on with like the predalien and stuff which is a little bit silly the, just that classic predator design i think is really kind of cool um and iron is great in it and um carol weathers is great in it and jesse ventura is in it and he's great as well got ain't got to time to bleed um, now you're now the talk of uh predators uh, uh being concealed by the government <laughs> And yes, sometimes my Jesse Ventura sounds like Bernie Sanders. But you gotta, you, we gotta publicize the Predators. I don't know. Anyway, go on. Anyway, watch watch Predator. It's really, really good. It's really good. Uh, and then finally, one more movie. I watched uh, The Ritual, which came out last year. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the trailer for it at the time. With um, no. Rafe Spall. And group of friends. Essentially, he early on, he's out with his group of lads, lad friends, right? Oh, lad Bible Blokes. lads, blokey lads, and, and they're planning their their little trip away to Ibiza or Magaluf or whatever. Oh yeah. And oh, one of them yeah. says, "Oh no, we should go for a hike in the woods in Sweden or, for whatever reason." And um. Then they pop into a convenience store for pick up a drink or whatever. And one of them is killed in a kind of uh, holdup. And so the other four of them go on this pilgrimage to Sweden, kind of in his memory. And then weird stuff start to happen. Um, The Ritual is a movie that I think your enjoyment of it will depend a lot on how many movies of that genre you've already scene because it, it is very good but at the same t- at the same time it's very very derivative um so it's very Blair Witch um it's very um what else uh wrong turn very yeah it, it, it's it's um I'm trying to think of of more because I, I had two in my head when I was seeing it. I was like, this is very much like this, and it's very much like this as well. Slender Man. Um, Grim your second now. Uh, it's very like Wicker Man. It's, it's very Wicker mm. Man. It's very Blair Witch. It's it's that kind of folky horror. You know what I mean? Um, so I think if you've seen a lot of movies of that kind of genre... You might come out of the ritual saying that there wasn't really a, not, a lot new there. 
because it definitely has not only does it seem like it's kind of paying homage to those movies but it has a lot of the same kind of almost the same scenes as those movies it's it's like very very um inspired to, to put it generously it's very inspired by those movies um and it also has um thematically a lot from kind of japanese horror like the grudge Ooh. or the ring it has a lot of the the kind of um the themes of like you know Rafe uh, Spall's character in a way is indirectly responsible for that one character getting killed in the in the convenience store and so a lot of stuff that happens it doesn't say you know explicitly but a lot of stuff that happens is linked directly to his feeling of guilt um, mm. for letting his friend get killed and so that kind of manifests itself physically at times and that's something that's maybe more a little bit from those kind of Japanese movies but like I say if, if, if you've watched a lot of movies of this kind it'll all seem very familiar to you whereas if you haven't um, I feel like this is a good stepping on point um, because it, it does the, a lot of things in a it puts a little twist on them and it, it does especially towards the end does a lot in a, in a more unique way but um, yeah, overall, I thought it, I thought it was good, not great, and and that's because I did come out feeling like I had seen a lot of it before. Um, but it is also quite short; it's it's an hour and a half, I think, and it is, I think it's up on Netflix. So if you have an hour and a half to kill, um, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I would recommend you watch either the Blair Witch Project or the Wicker Man because they're both better. But um. If you want a best of, you can watch The Ritual uh, instead. P- the performances are very good in The Ritual as well, to be fair. Mm. Um, and it, it is a good movie, uh, you know, on its own two feet. It is very good. But at the same time, it is very familiar. And that's all the movies I watched this week. Well, I went to uh, cinema this afternoon. Mm. Uh, saw the new Spike Lee joint, uh, Black Klansman. Uh, based partially on a true story about a black cop in Colorado who infiltrated the KKK, Ku Klux Klan, uh, over the telephone and then worked together with a a white cop to kind of go undercover uh, within the organization. Um, So it kind of follows their their undercover operation. It's it's quite funny um, in a lot of ways, kind of a almost borders on a sort of comedy caper at times. And despite the quite horrendously racist uh, undertones and overtones of the movie, um, some good performances. Adam Driver is in it. Um, I can't remember the main guy's name. Something Washington. And he's Denzel Washington's son, isn't he? Yeah, Michelle says he is. Um, yeah, they were very good. Um, and it's quite a good movie. And there's obviously some kind of indirect nods to the current political climate and also some kind of deliberately uh, on-the-nose references to uh, current administrations, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's quite a powerful film. And I'd say in terms of Spike Lee films, I, I enjoyed it probably m- maybe more than any of his films I've ever seen, I think, because um, it was quite fun and it felt relevant and it felt quite exciting as well. Um, so I definitely give that a recommendation. Um, definitely check it out. It's not a perfect movie, but it's a, a lot to, to enjoy. 
I don't think uh, I've ever seen a Spike Lee movie. I mean, I've not seen that many. Um, there was what was the one, the Twenty Fifth Hour? Yeah. Um, I barely remember that. It was in, Inside Man with Clive Owen, bank robbery one. Hmm. I haven't seen more of his kind of political films from kind of the eighties. Uh, actually, Malcolm X. That's a very good biopic that he did uh, of Malcolm X. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, why he calls it that. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Malcolm. It's not the tenth uh, movie <laughs> in the Malcolm series. <laughs> it's the reboot where they go to space. <laughs> oh God, Malcolm X in space. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think I've I don't think I've seen a single. This might be my first one. I don't think I've ever seen a single Spike Lee movie. Um, yeah, that's some good ones. But yeah, this yeah. was this was particularly good. Big thumbs up from me. Yeah, next week I want to go see that, and I will probably be dragged to go see that Slender Man movie. Oh Palace. no! Oh no! God, that looks bad. That looks bad. Oh dear. Um, uh, I did see a new release. Um, I'm not back to wanking. This is a. This is a. A uh, film I saw. Um, uh, I saw the festival. Um, oh no! Oh god! Which, if you watch the trailer and you're like, "Oh, that looks like a sort of less good rehash of the Inbetweeners," and it has one of the minutes, uh, you'd be correct. Uh, so it is. It is basically like they made a third Inbetweeners film uh, with one with just one of the cast members. So it stars one of them. Yeah, uh, it's directed by Ian film. Morris as well. It's so. directed by Ian Morris. Uh, David Beasley is a producer on it, so so he's involved in some capacity. Uh, it stars one of them, his girlfriend in the film. Not only is his girlfriend in the film, also in Inbetweeners, she was also his girlfriend in that show. Um, uh, the humor is identical. It is the exact same kind of thing. The only, the only real difference is that at the beginning of this film, his character graduates from college as opposed to like being sort of a level aged in the Inbetweeners. Never mind the fact the cut looks about forty. I mean, <laughs> he's still he's still playing like a, a sort of gormless, socially awkward, late teen, early 20s mm. kind of character. He's, they go to he's, he's 35. <laughs> that is preposterous. That is preposterous. And they all, like, they... Well, not all of them, but they did look like they were too old to be playing those characters even back then. Um, mm. But, um, so, it, you know, college-aged guy goes to a festival, he's a loser, and all the all his friends are kind of cooler than him. And he, uh, the, like, the, the joke formats are all almost identical. Like, it's that same kind of socially awkward person who sort of overly over-explains their jokes and things like that. It's, it's so beat for beat the same thing and just not as good as someone who likes the Inbetweeners and likes both of the movies. I thought they were both pretty solid. If you like the show, uh, it was it was really, it was I, I don't say it was really bad. Like it wasn't a trade wreck of a film, but it was really poor. Um, mm. Yeah, that's that, that's a hard pass for anyone who either likes or doesn't like the, the show. I would say, uh, and that's it. That's all. That's the only uh, 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 film I saw this week. Gonna, yeah, gonna try and get to see uh, Black Klansman uh, this week. Um, yeah, uh, is that it for for movie golf? Yep, I think so. Uh, on the old game golf front, I've just been playing Dead Cells. Loads of, loads of Dead Cells. Great game. 
Uh, probably one of my favorite of the year so far. Uh, I have not made much progress on it. It is very hard, but uh, I'm enjoying it immensely. Um, yeah, uh, Paul, you playing anything new this week? No, I'll tell you where I am with Last of Us, though. Or, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Last of Us. Um, Last of Us. I, uh, where am I? I, I'm just about to go into the University of, whatever it's called, University of Colorado, <laughs> after I met the the brother in the okay. power plant. So, I did that. So, you, you, got the, you got the big culmination of summer. Yeah, with Henry and Sam. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Um. Uh. You got. What else have you seen? They, I think you've you've seen some real. You've seen some of the real top-notch cutscenes. I would say in the game. I like the. Um. I like the kind of confrontation Joel and Tommy have. Yeah. Um. Where Joel's like trying to basically get rid of Ellie. Yeah. Uh, probably the best. Well, I don't want to say that you've already seen the best scene in the game, but uh, the farmhouse. Um. Scene. Ellie. Yeah. Um, that's an incredible that's an incredible scene. I mean that is that is kind of the what what that is the what Naughty Dog does better than everyone else in scenes personified right there in that in that scene. It's it's fantastic. Uh yeah, and you've got but yeah, you've got some good stuff coming up in the in the university. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where I am now. And uh yeah, obviously with Spider Man coming out in two weeks' time, I really need to Put the pedal to the metal here. Get this. Get this done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Spider Man. I'm excited. I'm excited about Spider Man very much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, I guess we can jump in to Teleguff. Uh, if anyone's watched today, uh, this week's Who Is America uh, wasn't that good. I didn't think. Um, one of the weaker ones of the season. I, th- I think overall the season has been very good though. Uh, last episode is tonight in the states. Tomorrow over here. Uh, so yeah, hopefully I've heard I've heard the the, the, the buzz that the last episode is great. Last episode has Sarah Palin. Um, mm. so, so I'm sure good. Um, I don't like that um, convict character they have. The the the, the British uh-huh. kind of reform. I mean, that's that's a that's a flop. That's a flop. Uh, I think I think Sergeant Arlan Moran. <laughs> He's one of the best characters he's done in since like Morat. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's great. Uh, I started literally just the first episode, but I watched that new Mac Raining show on on Netflix. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Disenchanted. I haven't watched. I I don't think I watched any of the later kind of second era of of Futurama. Um, I think I watched some of it, and I kind of I kind of drifted away from it. Obviously, you know talks a lot about the Simpsons on, the, on this show. So I, I didn't really know what to expect out of this, but I was actually pretty pleasantly surprised. It actually reminded me quite a lot of Futurama. Um, it's it's very noticeably of that genus. It's very, it feels straight away like a, like a, a good Mac rating show. Um, it's basically kind of doing what Futurama did with the futuristic setting, but doing that to kind of a generic uh, Dungeons and Dragons medieval fantasy setting. Um, I enjoyed it. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, lots of laughs. I liked the characters. Good voice cast. You got a lot of familiar Futurama and Simpsons voices. Uh, Abby Jacobson from Broad City is the main character. She's pretty good. I, you know, I I don't know if she's done voice acting before, but she's pretty good in this. 
Um, yeah, thumbs up. I, I will. Uh, I'll be watching the rest of that. I, I, it was good enough that I, I, I might actually squeeze a few more episodes in tonight. I, I could see myself having this finished by next week's show. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a thumbs up. Um, and that, that's it. I don't think I've watched any other telly this week. Uh, what about you, lads? Any any other telly of note you wanted to mention? Um, I'm watching Mark Kermode's done a new series on BBC Four called The Secrets of Cinema, I think. Can't be bothered to look it up, but something like that. Um, <laughs> and it goes through different different film genres and kind of breaks down, you know, what makes the genre and looks at kind of uh, examples of it. And it's, it's really enjoyable if you're a film fan. It kind of takes a look through uh, the kind of staples of cinema, all the sort of tropes and, and cliches. Uh, and it's kind of made me want to watch a lot of films that I've already seen and quite a few that I haven't. So it's, Jingle All The Way like in Zoolander? Well, Paul, I'm not going to spoil anything. You'll have to watch it, but yes, that does sound very good. I've been watching a lot of. Um, I don't. I don't have time to say to listen to the radio show, but I've been subscribed to their YouTube channel, uh, Mayo and Kermode, and I, I, I watch a lot of the reviews on there and a lot of the the uh, Kermode uncut videos. They're very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kermode's guy. I feel like I probably should have watched or listened to some of this stuff over the years. They never have. Um, I tell you what I want to watch <laughs> coming to it a bit late unfortunately but um, uh, Anthony Bourdain's show was added to Netflix shortly after his passing um, or one of his shows I don't know if he's had like several um, I want to I want to watch that because it seems like the type of thing I would like and everyone was raving about it when he passed um, so I want to I want to get to that um, so maybe report back on that next week uh, any telly any other telly no Alrighty, we can, uh, dare I ask, any emails? Yes. I have an email. Me, oh, me too. Okay, excuse, shut my effing mouth. Yeah. Both have emails. Do you want to go first, John? I will go first. Um, so I have an email from Scott McAvoy. He says, uh, World of Sport and a quiz. Uh, good evening, Joe. Since you watched World of Sport and thought it was terrible... Uh, would they be better off trying to get either Lucha Underground as a show or buying the footage of Jeff Katz's Wrestling Revolution to air? I can't remember that. Then again, if I, if I remember what some of the storylines from Wrestling Revolution were, maybe it wouldn't play as well in today's world as it would have back when it was first filmed. Um, I think Lucha Underground would be a, li- a little bit too avant-garde for ITV, uh, to put it mildly, um, and probably too kind of violent for what they're going for. They want the kind of family and deck sort of level yeah. shit. Uh, and that is, that's not that wrestling revolution project. I assume has been buried in the same desert as all those ET video games. Um, yeah. we'll never ever see it again. Um, he goes on to say, since Paul is usually the quiz master, I thought this time I'd let you run the show and see oh. if Paul and Barry can pull off a round of 20 questions. Okay. So I have a wrestler here. Have a little impromptu 20 questions. Uh, if you guys want to... I'll get the notepad. Okay, we haven't done it for a while, so you might have forgotten the usual questions, but yeah. we'll, see, we'll see how we go. Okay. I'm just, I'm just getting up a, uh, a notepad file here. Okay. Which I never do, baby. Never take notes. It's always someone else's job. All right. I got it. Okay. So do you want to go first, Barry? I think... All right. Go on. Uh, is this person an active wrestler? Um, 
That's a tricky one. I can't remember the last. Let me just double check. Right. It's going um, well. I'm going to. Inf- I, I, Go on. I'm going to actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are active, yeah. Okay. I'm going to infer fact, from fact, that that they're not dead. In fact, they. Yeah, no, I was just double checking, but yeah. Um, still active wrestler. What are you going to say there? In fact, they've. Nothing. <laughs> Shit. Ooh. Shouldn't interrupt them. Okay, so they're an active wrestler. Okay. Um are they currently signed to WWE TNA or, or Ring of Honor? No. Okay. Hmm. So uh Is it a man? Yes. Okay. Ah, man. Um, Is this person under 50 years of age? Uh, No. Okay, over 50. Over 50. So it's an active wrestler who's over 50, who's not obviously signed anymore to one of the big... uh, so I'm thinking oh, like like a Billy Gunn, Kevin Nash, people of that ilk, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Kevin Nash just won a title like two weeks ago. Um, yeah. It's not a bad, not a bad uh, option. Uh, let me see here. Anyway, uh, was okay. I'll just I'll just go straight for that one. Why not? Uh, was this person ever WCW champion? Yes. Okay, there we go. There we go. There, okay, we're getting somewhere. Uh, were they ever WWF champion? No. Okay, so okay. not Nash then. <laughs> so it could be uh, Ron Simmons. Yeah. Could um, be. Uh, Sting? No, you, no, Sting's officially retired. He's officially done. Um, Is he? Okay, we got a couple options. I mean, we're, we're still very early, so yeah. we can. Um, okay. Uh, is this person white? Yes, they are white. Okay, not Ron Simmons. Okay, just um, I'm trying to go through my head. WCW champions. So you got like Jeff Jarrett, Goldberg. Uh, yes. Uh, Jared. Well, we. I, I assume Joe would count Goldberg as a WWE champion. Oh, of course, yeah, that, yeah, 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 that stupid red belt. Like that's all one thing. Well, he was the WWE uh, champion anyway in two thousand three. So. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he, well, was the, the he was the world champion. champion yeah. Um. Uh. Okay. Uh. So we got. Uh. You know, we wouldn't count Stick. No, Jared so D- DDP. DDP is a good one. Yeah. Um, uh. Mm. Uh, I can't do that. Scott Steiner. Steiner, yeah. Steiner, because Steiner still wrestles in TNA, so uh, yeah. Impact, excuse me. Well, uh, well, I said currently signed to WTNA or Ring of Honor, so wouldn't be it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, and Jared, actually, yeah, and Jared isn't isn't signed to any of these places. Yeah, in fact, uh, he's currently undergoing a lawsuit with one of them. Um, yeah. 
A uh, white person over fifty years old as well. Let's not forget that. Wait, yeah, yeah. I think they all they all uh, kind of fit in. Um, did this person ever hold a singles title in WWF? Yes. Okay. Because okay. Jarrett did, DDP did. Um, Ron Simmons did that. Oh wait, no, he's, he's also black. Um, <laughs> Correct. Sh- shit. Uh, other than that, I was like, because <laughs> Jarrett was IC and European champions. DDP was European champion. Um, of course. So maybe we can ask, were they European champion? Just to confirm kind of both of those. Sure, yeah. Uh, wait, no, wouldn't it make more sense to ask Intercontinental? Because, like, that would that would weed out... Well, for, I think for me, the, the, the list of people who held the WCW world title and the European title is a very, very small list. I mean, yeah, if you want to ask, it's Intercontinental as well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. We have okay. we, we have yeah, <laughs> 12 questions to ask, so we'll be all right. Did this person ever hold the Intercontinental Championship? Yes. Okay. Okay. Did I'm they... thinking it has to be Garrett, surely. Um... Intercontinental Champion. Oh, well, let's just... Did, did, did they ever hold the European Championship? Yes. Ah, well, yeah. Gotta be Jarrett then, surely, isn't it? IC Champion, European Champion, and WCW Champion? Yeah, that's gotta be Jarrett. Uh, okay. Uh, has this person ever been... NWA TNA World's Champion. Yes. Okay. Is it is Go it ahead, is it Jeff Jarrett? After eleven questions, it is Jeff Jarrett. We did we did really well there. How there? There well you go, guys. Yeah. Good job by us. Well done, guys. Um, what I was going to say after question one is that he in fact wrestled last night. Yeah, he was he was, he was on Triple Mania. But that probably. Yeah. Probably would have given it away. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. Got it done. There you go. Yeah, so that, that was a good one. We still got it, Scott. Hold on, last one. Yeah, that's my email. Right, I got an email as well, also from Scott. Subject: underrated movie stars. And pick one. So get your Wikipedia's ready. All right. He said, good evening, Paul. I heard a, a list of the highest earning actors the other day. And number eight was Jackie Chan at about $48 million. Uh, the only movie that he was in that was released over here last year was The Foreigner, which I just purchased. I'm pulling a you and Joe and trying to go back and watch all the Jackie Chan movies I can get my hands on. I'm starting to wow. understand how underrated the movie star he is. Even the movies he does in Chinese that are dubbed are entertaining. Who are a few of your personal underrated movie actors? Well, I mean, Jackie Chan is, I think he's kind of, isn't he, isn't he in, in Hong Kong, like one of the biggest movie stars of all time? I think he's, he's extremely I, highly, highly yeah, regarded over there. Not only as an actor, but as I think he has like a pop career over there as well. I know he did, um, he was in the, the Chinese or the Mandarin dub of Mulan. And kind of released this, the single from that movie and was very, very well kind of regarded. Um, I have to assume Scott has already seen it, but if he hasn't, um, Drunken Master is super good. So check that one out. And of course, Rumble in the Bronx, one of my favorite Jackie Chan movies. And then Rush Hour and Rush Hour 2, but not Rush Hour 3. 
because that one's. No, really I'm surprised you said Rush Hour 2, to be honest. Rush Hour 2 is fine. Rush Hour 2 is good. It's just a rehash I, I of the first I can't one. remember it. I, I've definitely seen it, but I can't remember it. Rush Hour 2 is set in China. It's kind of the, the flip version where, where Chris Tucker is the fish out of water. Oh. Anyway, any other actors that are underrated that we really enjoy? Um, I still feel like Gyllenhaal's a little underrated. Yeah, I think we're all Gyllenhaal fans here, aren't we? We're, this oh, this yeah. is a pro Gyllenhaal podcast for sure. We're not, we're not ashamed of it. No. No, and we never will be. Unashamedly uh, pro Gyllenhaal. Like I watched um, Zodiac last night. That's very, very good. Yeah. Finch, Finch, uh, I don't know if she's necessarily underrated, but Emily Blunt is really mm. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I remember reading that she was originally considered to be um, Scarlett Johansson's character in, in Avengers, and I was like, that would be so much better. Yeah. Um, uh, who else is there? Who do we who do we like on this show? I think this this is gonna come off as a wrestling thing. I think Dave Batista is is actually a good actor. I I, I thought he was really good in Blade Runner. Obviously, he's very good as Drax. Lots of people said that he had like one short scene. I, I don't really. Get but he was the really Blade good. Runner. He was really good in that one short scene. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And it's like for a guy who historically yeah. was not comfortable doing promos, especially early in his career, I think yeah. he's he's really good. Um, unlike that other actor, The Rock. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think John Cena is pretty good as well. Well, I was I can't remember what I was. It's funny because you had your um your Rock series recently. A pod, I was listening to a podcast recently, and they were talking about. The Rock and his inexplicable success, despite being fairly rubbish. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. And um, he's in almost exclusively he, bad films as well. He's an exclusively shit. I mean, like. And this is funny when you can. When like I was talking about Predators today, for instance, like Arnie, although a terrible actor, um, he chose his roles really clear. Like Predator, excellent movie. Terminator and Terminator Two. Um, you know, where's The Rock? inexplicably just stars in like shite oh you know what i i might be wrong i think it was the red letter media uh review for predator oh they they referenced rock with regards to schwarzenegger there you go um yeah yeah um yeah because it's like it's almost hard to get a gauge on how good or bad the rock is because he's never in anything good so you can't even really judge it's like there were parts of skyscraper where it's like you know the, rock, the rocks are right but it's like that the rest of that movie is just so bleh you know it's it's such an unremarkable film yeah it's re- um, it's really the fast and furious movies that, is, that have made the rock as big as he is because yeah. aside from those and moana i don't think i would have given a single one of his movies like over a seven out of ten you know anyway mm. Uh, Scott anyway gives us a uh, an, a list of three actors, and we have to choose one uh, filmography to take with us on a desert island. And those three people are Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Casey <coughs> Affleck. Oh, I don't know that I care about anything Casey Affleck's been in besides a ghost story, which. 
Ah, uh, he's he's been in a few a few really good movies. Manchester by the Sea. He's good. He was in Gone Baby Gone. There are all three of them in um, Goodwill Hunting, obviously. Um, I. I'm not mad about any of these, to be honest. Like, I think that I think there's definite highlights in all three of them. But as a collective filmography, like, I feel like, like Affleck obviously has the highlights. But uh, uh, does know. he? What does Affleck have? No, Ben Affleck is in a lot of stinkers. Um, Batman. Yeah, Justice Batman League, Suicide Squad, Superman. Gone Girl. Um, yeah, I actually suppose, yeah. Now that now you think about it, I he suppose. was in Argo. Armageddon. All oh, right. Armageddon. Jersey Girl. Geely. All right, don't don't Daredevil, don't keep up Pearl Harbor, Harbor. <laughs> Daredevil. Oh, all right, I take it back. Yeah, Ben Affleck. Uh, I'm gonna cross off here. Casey uh, Affleck. I guess, like, yeah, Maybe I can't a, think of Casey Affleck was in like, uh, Interstellar, Paranorman, which are both uh, good. Uh, yeah, gone, baby, gone. Good. Ocean's Eleven, twelve, thirteen. No, they were American Pie. Things. He was in. Weird. Really. Well, uncredited apparently. A ghost story, okay. as Barry mentioned. Uh, Matt Damon then was in. I can I can only think of one good Ben Affleck movie that doesn't have Matt Damon in it. What is and it? And that's uh, what you mentioned, Argo. Argo, yeah. Matt Damon was in the Bourne I mean, movies. I mean, Damon's got he's got the Jason Bourne. So yeah. that's three that's three winners right there. Yeah. And then a yeah. fourth one, right? He was in no, he was in Interstellar yeah. as well. Yeah, Saving yeah. Private Ryan. Yeah. The Departed. Um, the de- oh, The Departed. Yeah, oh, it's easy. Matt Damon. So it has to, I think it has to be Matt Damon for me as well. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. Mm. Thanks for your email, Scott. Right. Shall we move on then? Let's move on. I have, a, I have an email. I go for it. Go email. for it. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, Mr. Scott says, I'm beginning to worry about Kevin Owens. He seems to be the new Jeff Hardy. His most, his most famous moments this year are all centered around him falling off things. He's very good at it, but considering how good he is on the mic and his in-ring work, I hate to see him designated as the guy who, takes other, who makes others look good by how far he falls onto a table. Uh, I'm with you, Scott. I, uh, yeah, I, that's also... It's also one of my problems with the uh, the broad push is I'm kind of uh, you know I'm not into this guy whose gimmick is that every other month he's doing some fucking stunt with a vehicle or throwing someone off this that or the other thing like it's just they, they've overdone it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm disappointed with their use of Kevin, but um, you know it's it's WWE. They're cyclical. I'm sure in six months' time they'll they'll push him again. And it won't work because everyone will remember him being buried. But hey, that's them. Uh, he goes on here to say, "I'm also a little confused by the booking of Roman Reigns. From once we've heard about how tough he is and how he's the only man bad enough to take down Brock Lesnar, and then the day after he does it, he needs his two friends to help him fend off Braun. Considering how popular Braun is right now, was this an attempt to make the Shield the heels, or was this just the company trying to make Braun the bad guy? Either way, I don't think it worked. Interested in what you guys think of it? I, I was, uh, I was interested in that angle. I thought it was kind of a." a, a, a cool enough way to bring the shield back properly like as the shield uh, uh, I think it's an interesting direction I, I, I think they're going a little shades of grey here um, which which 
I think works with the Shields character. It also works with the fact that people don't like Roman. But yeah, I, I, I do think it's a bit odd. And I, I, I do think that as well as all the comedy, which I think hurts him, I think if they get too bogged down in the silliness, then it'll hurt Braun um, also in the long term. So I'm not, you know, I, I, I thought it was interesting, but I'm not, I'm not you foaming at the mouth to watch Monday Night Raw, you know. Um, so yeah, but, but you know, it's only been one week, so, so we'll see, you know, what, what happens tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's 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 Scott. Thank you very much, Scott, for your email as always. All right. So speaking of quizzes, it's time for our favorite quiz. Wrong or the truth killings. And because we had Triple Mania uh, last night, as we mentioned during the Jeff Jarrett segment, in honor of that, this is Wrong the Truth Killings Version Mexicano. So. Hey, 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 hey. Mamma mia. No, that's Italian. That's Italian. Oh. Andale. <laughs> Andale arriba. Yo soy el hombre. Um, so here's what the topic for this week is. We're not doing any more Hall of Famers. We did that already too many times. Oh, okay. So the topic this week is Triple Mania 4 wrestlers, specifically 4C, because they, they like WrestleMania, WrestleMania 2, they had three Triple Mania 4 shows. So the people that I give you, did they wrestle on Triple Mania 4C or is it a Mexican candy brand? Oh, God. Okay. Mm. So either it's a person who wrestled on the show or it is a brand of Mexican candy. So, like last time, if you want to uh, DM me your answers and we'll see how we get on. So, hopefully you guys aren't familiar with a lot of Mexican candy or Mexican luchadors. We'll see how we get on anyway. So, the first one. Rico Lino. That's R-I-C-O-L-I-N-O. All one word. Rico Lino. Is that a triple A, a triple A wrestler or a brand of Mexican candy? The guinea pigs are going crazy. Okay. <laughs> we have the answers in. We go to number two. Is this a wrestler or a candy? It's mini frisbee. <laughs> mini frisbee. Uh, it's spelled like you would expect. F R I S B E E. Is that a luchador or is it candy? Number three. King Boy. King Boy. Is it a King Boy? <laughs> King Boy. Is it a wrestler? Or is it a candy? Number four. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Number four. Coco Verde. Is Coco Verde a candy brand? <laughs> 
Or is it a luchador? C O C O, like the movie. V E R D E. Coco Verde. Is it a candy? Or is it a luchador? We're getting the answers in there. And then last one. Is it a luchador or a Mexican candy brand? Carlos V. Or maybe the fifth. But it's C-A-R-L-O-S space V. Carlos V. Is that a luchador or is that candy? Okay, we go to the scorecards. So your five wrestlers or candies were Ricolino, Mini Frisbee, King Boy, Coco Verde, and Carlos V. So number one, Ricolino, is that a wrestler or candy? That is Mexican candy. Um mm. I think they do like gummies and stuff. Uh, so, Ooh. both Barry and Joe are correct. They both said that, that was candy. Yay. Very good. Number two, Mini Frisbee. That is a wrestler. I don't know whether it, it's Yay. presumably a mini. Um, well, you think so. What that makes me think is, was there then a wrestler who was just called Frisbee? Maybe there was. Wouldn't uh, surprise me. Uh, so Mini Frisbee was a wrestler. Both Joe and Barry correct again. So that's two points each. Number three, King Boy. King Boy, King Boy. also a luchador. So both Barry and Joe correct again. Oh, we're too good. We're too good. We're, we're too we're, good. We're running at a hundred percent here. Uh, number four, Coco Verde. Coco Verde. Also a luchador. Uh, he was part of a team. He was part of a team with Coco uh, Red and Coco Yellow, I think. And he was Coco Green. Um, so, yes. So, Joe and Barry, both correct. So, four, four, four. Now, Carlos V. Barry says that Carlos V is a wrestler. And Joe says that Carlos V is candy. Carlos V is a brand of Mexican candy. So Joe, with a hundred percent correct. I was. I thought that was a trick. I knew I should yeah. have said it all. Oh. So there you go. Um, better yes. better yes. Three luchadores and two brands of candy. Uh, so that's your wrong the truth killings this weekend that's a 5-4 victory for Joe I still think Barry hasn't won one am I right with that I don't think yeah Yeah. Barry come on we need to get going here oh first Devlin then me (laughs) and Becky Lynch oh it's been a bad week for the Irish that's for God damn sure 
All right. I suppose it's time then to go to the wrestling guff. Oh, God. Uh, does anyone have, before, rather than just running down the cards, does anyone have any especially spicy takes one way or the other about SummerSlam or TakeOver? Um, I haven't even seen the results, to be honest. Okay. Paul, have you seen them? I saw TakeOver. Didn't watch SummerSlam. Um, I know that Ronda and Roman are respectively the men and women's champion of Raw. So yeah. I'm surprised they went with the belt on Ronda that early. I thought that would have been a WrestleMania moment, to use their terminology. Yeah. And uh, not surprised that the Roman... Brock match went about two minutes. Yeah, that was a weird match. Yeah. It was actually it was pretty good for what it was. Um Yeah. They the the fucking mental gymnastics they have to play with people so they don't shit on Roman Reigns is hilarious. Because Braun comes out at the beginning of the match, and this made no sense by the way. He was like, I'm not a coward. I will not cash in this briefcase on you when you are not expecting it. I will cash in on you face to face. So he said, so I'm going to stand outside the ring and cash in my briefcase after this match. And I was like, what? So, so you're going to wait until one of them is killed dead by the other one. And, and like the eventual winner, you will then fight you as a fresh man will fight. Um, that's stupid. So, <laughs> So they've Braun standing outside the ring, and then uh, Brock and Roman have the sprint of sprints. Like, Roman just comes out of the gate with the Superman punch. Uh, he goes for a spear. Brock catches him in the guillotine. Like, they just they just do all their shit. Uh, they spill out to the floor. Roman goes for a, a spear. Brock dodges, and he ends up flying out of the ring and hitting Braun. There's a, there's a schmoz with Braun. Brock gets out there, beats him up with a chair throws his briefcase so far up the ramp that he actually damaged the LED screen uh, in, a, in a great Brock moment. Um, gets back in the ring, and here's how they, the coronation of Roman Reigns went. He hits Brock with a spear since Brock was distracted beating up Braun and pinned him. So another great you know, booking decision here. Gotta protect Brock, who's about to leave the company and go back to UFC. For reasons I am not clear on. So anyway. Everyone cheers. They got a pop at the very least for the finish. I think they got a pop because they thought Broad was going to then cash in on, on Roman. But they then just very quickly faded to black after uh, Reigns went and stood on the top rope. So I think they expected there to be heckling and booing when they realized uh, Braun wasn't actually going to cash in. Uh, so this, this is the... the, the, the a pyro and ballyhoo of the situation, uh, but they, um, uh, but look, they got the belt on the guy, and and that's all that matters. So um, I don't have any other takes about the rest of the show. Ronda was pretty cool. Everything else was just there. Seems like a very kind of anticlimactic finish to this this never ending Brock reign. You know, like how long has he had the belt yeah. for? Like a year and a half. Uh, well, he won it at last WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, a year and a half. I mean, for it to end like that is a bit silly, but whatever. Um, and I'm surprised that they've gone back to the Shield that soon. Like, 
pretty much as 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 quickly as they're all healthy. It's like back to the shield. Did I after SummerSlam? So that was a little bit. Um, yeah. Whatever. What about um, Takeover? I didn't watch Takeover, but uh, Takeover was very good. Was the Takeover was very good. Um, the tag match was great, as you would expect. Mm. Um, I still haven't seen the one on on TV, the the five star one. That was really great. <laughs> These guys, I could just watch them wrestle forever. Their matches are always good, and um, in no small part to like Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, who are maybe the number one and two best wrestlers in the company at the moment. Um, Roderick Strong, when he came in originally, I remember being very underwhelmed. When he first, like when he first showed up on NXT, he, he was kind of this white bread baby face, and he kind of had no real edge to him. But uh, since he joined Undisputed Era, he's doing some great stuff. His matches are always excellent. His like his singles matches and the tag matches, um, and Kyle O'Reilly as well, super good. So when Bobby Fish got injured, it was almost like a little, little, little window opened for uh, for an even better team to form. So we're very lucky with that. Uh, Ricochet, Adam Cole also had a great match. I think I think their match is probably my favorite match of the show. Um, there was one spot where Ricochet was doing a Asai Moon Salt, like a Lion Salt, and he got hit with a super kick <laughs> while he was upside down. Uh, perfectly timed, and they showed it in like slow motion. That's super good. Um, yeah, those guys had really good um, chemistry. Their match was great. Ricochet won the. North American belt, of course. Um, Ricochet did a uh, a move where Adam Cole was standing on the apron, and Ricochet ran up to him and vaulted over the top rope, landed on Adam Cole's shoulders, and hit a Hurricane Rana off the apron to the outside. It was very good. Um, main event uh, with Gargano Champa, I wasn't so much a fan of. I just feel like it's a little bit. You know, I understand that this the circumstance with Alistair Black getting injured and all that, but it definitely feels like diminishing returns that they can only have these guys do the same match so many times before you start to get worn out on it. And the finish was very silly, um, where Gargano had handcuffed Champa up by the ramp and was going to finish him with the the old running knee that Champa used to do, uh, but he was so angry that he overshot the knee and hit his knee off a crate, and he couldn't get up. So Champa won. Um, one of those finishes that is just way overthought when it would have been better to keep it kind of simple. But um, yeah, Shayna Baszler, Carrie Sane had a good match as well. Sane won the, the women's belt. Um, which I Carrie Sane. I want to watch that match too. It was very good. Which hinted to me that maybe Baszler was, was moving on up. But then they had no call-ups um, the week after SummerSlam. Mm. Which I'm not against yeah, because I feel like sometimes they they just do it, like call people up. I I prefer that they would only do call-ups maybe the week after Mania. I feel like they do it maybe too often. But, um... Or, you know, (laughs) when organically someone is ready to be called up, you know. But, um... Yeah, their match was good as well. And EC3 Velveteen Dream had a a very good match too. Like, like, typically of TakeOver, all the matches were kind of good to great. And, um... It didn't overstay as welcome. It was a very, very good show. And also, Matt Riddle was in the crowd. Finally, um... Officially Bro. revealed as an NXT guy, and I just I just kind of sat back and thought about this this NXT roster they've got at the moment with like Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Ricochet, 
Undisputed Era of Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, EC3, Solid OTT show there. Velveteen Dream, um, you know, Kyrie Sane, Shane Baszler. Um, I could go on and on. Most, you know, very strong style. Oh, blah blah blah. So, you know, NXT is kind of in a in a place now where if you ever had any kind of fleeting interest in watching it, like a one-hour show of wrestling a week, their their roster at the moment really can't be topped. You know, like they've, they've yeah, no, it's unbelievable. They're full yeah. to the brim, and and Matt Riddle now in there as well. Yes, please. Hoarding, you might say. Hoarding. Yeah. Almost like Daddy Paul knows that when old Vince, birthday boy Vince, gets his grubs on him, that they are going to shit, baby. Ooh. Remember them Authors of Pain and Revival matches that were real good? Oh, God. Poor, the poor Revival. That seems like an eon ago now. Remember those yeah, matches? Riddle, Riddle getting side really made me... Think of one of those things about how lucky we are have to to have OTT because not only have we seen it, we've seen him like ten times. <laughs> Fucking seen more Rat, Matt Riddle than I know what to do with. Yeah, uh, Matt Riddle would be good in in NXT to be fair because um, of course, yeah, they won't they won't let him do that horrendous tombstone he does. So his offense will be improved. Um, but Matt Riddle's great, and you know, God. These takeovers are just going to get better and better with the, the talent they have on them. Fucking hell. Um, so, yeah. Uh, then, just fleetingly, because we, you know, ha- having watched Lucha Underground in the past, we, we have maybe a fleeting interest in it. But um, El Hijo del Fantasma, also known as King Cuerno from Lucha Underground, lost his mask at last night's Triple Mania in the main mm. event. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the mask versus mask versus mask versus mask four-way cage match they had with um, L.A. Park, Psycho Clown, and Pentagon Jr. Um, so yeah, so he was unmasked. <laughs> um, I I really did, I don't like his uh, non-Lucha Underground gear. His, you mean his Phantasma like mask? His Phantasma gear, like, because I watch, I watch, I'm still, I'm still, I don't talk about, I because it's not very noteworthy, but I, I watch Impact and he's on there, and it's like I just think he's got like he's got a little tuft of hair poking out the back of it. I think it looks a bit silly. I don't like the colors. I think it looks very generic. It looks kind of like a stock wrestler in a in a wrestling video game that doesn't have any license. Yeah. Um, whereas like King Cuerno has that he's a cool mask. The tights are cool. He has the deer head. Like yeah. So I, I kind of hope you know maybe maybe you know if they unmask him maybe it's kind of gives him a new kind of jazz up the look a little bit. Um. But yeah, that was a, a interesting uh, result for sure. I I think I remember when when we watched the uh, the Vampiro Pentagon match, you had the take that, and I kind of agreed with it that God, when you when you get a little glimpse of Pentagon under the mask, he's he's just a guy, yeah. you know. Uh, he that there's a fella who should hold on to the gimmick with two hands for as long as he can because it's that's where the money is. Oh, well, I mean Pentagon specifically, yeah, because you know. Phantasma is is this, you know, fairly good looking ripped guy anyway. So I think he'll get yeah. he'll he'll be just fine without the mask. You know, I don't think the mask is as integral to him as, you know, Pentagon. As much as we all love a bit of, a bit of uh, El, El Zero Miedo, 
he's just a little chubby Mexican man. <laughs> so without his mask, he's kind of like, oh, loses all the appeal. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think Pentagon was going to lose the mask, to be honest. When I woke up and saw the results today, I, it was kind of, I don't want to say predictable, but I think it was the most likely outcome. That found, it wasn't going to be LA Park, wasn't going to be, um, wasn't going to be Pentagon. Psycho Clown, Psycho Clown is kind of the Roman Reigns of AAA in that he's not particularly loved, but again, without his mask, I don't know what the appeal would be. So it's, it seemed like it would be Phantasma who would do it. And uh, yeah, so I don't know what impact that would have, no pun intended, on it would impact wrestling with, with regards to how far in advance they taped their shows and so on. But um, or or oh, Lucha, yeah. or Lucha Underground. Yeah. But um, assu- I assume well, it, they don't, they yeah. I assume an impact he will just suddenly have no mask. And there, there'll, just I would be, so. there'll just be a crossover period where his mask is gone. Or would they keep him wearing the mask in impact? I don't know. I also think though he's he's uh, he's like not on it that much. So right. so I mean, maybe he's on these tapings and yeah, they they're still taping quite a lot in advance. So uh, so yeah. But uh, yeah, interesting interesting uh, happenings in the world of wrestling. Yeah. Um, and then um uh, Neville is apparently done officially with WWE, so he can show up now in the old Sure Road Arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come to the ringside club so I can watch you wrestle while I eat tenders <laughs> uh, and breakfast rolls. Lad, come to Sure Road. We'll show you. We'll, we'll keep a bathroom stall nice and clean for you. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll clean the place for you. Yeah? <laughs> uh, we'll get we'll get a card machine behind the bar and everything. We'll really upgrade it. We'll only have shit up the side of the toilet this time. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, yeah. So that's that's. Uh, I don't think that's confirmed at this time, but it appears. Uh, I have a little pet peeve, by the way, and th- I'm going to throw this out here. When I'm at work, and I go to the old bathroom, and someone in there before me did a little poo-poo, and yes. and there's like, oh. I, I don't want to use the term skid marks, but, you know, there's a toilet brush right there beside the toilet, and they've seen fit not to use it. Is there? We, we don't have one of them. We got, yeah, we got little toilet brushes. Like, just get the toilet brush, give a little... And and out you go. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, not hard. Not hard, is it? Not hard. Not hard to use a toilet brush. That's what they're for. Brush the toilet with it. Um, so Neville's gone. Yeah. Um, I don't think they really have put out a, a statement regarding it. I think they've confirmed to oh. reporters that that is the case. But um, yeah. I mean, we'll see what he does next. I've I've seen whispers. Um, I don't know whether they're in forward whispers, but that. He might be involved in this all-in show uh, this weekend, right? Is that when that's happening? Uh, it's next weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next weekend. Um, so that's exciting. If potentially we'll get a little bit of puck. Um, yeah, that's good because I mean, ever since he, since he left NXT, went to the main roster, he's done the square root of fuck all, really. Well, he, um, he carried that cruiserweight division in its kind of infancy. Yeah, he, he was, who, I mean, who gives a shit about that? Like, you know, yeah, he was he yeah, was, he yeah. was the star of that division. To be fair, <laughs> he, he had the best match at WrestleMania the other year. That's a low, that's a low ceiling. 
That's a low ceiling, and not just because they're all short. That's <laughs> that's that's a very low bar. It's like a anyway, lasted like a dwarf's house. Well. And he lost the bloody um, what's the rapist called? Enzo More. <laughs> Alleged. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Did you not hear his song, Joe? About yeah, he, he, he talks <laughs> specifically about about us. Yeah. Does he? Uh, oh yes, bass. Oh, it's good. It it's good bit of music there. Um. Anyway. Uh. So. Uh. Do we want to do like a separate thing for OTT or what are we doing? Uh, sure. We. I don't think we need. It, it was two weeks ago at this stage. We don't need to spend. Do the full. Ah, yeah, Post mortem. Right, you're right. It was. Um. I thought it was a very good show. I. I, I don't know. I'm kind of going back and forth on whether. I thought it was as good as Homecoming. I think, I think Homecoming was was maybe top to bottom a better show, but it it was a very close number two. Um, I thought this was one of the best shows they've ever done. I yeah, I, I would go along with that. I think the main event in particular was what kind of pushed it over the edge. Yes, yeah. I, I think I think I think the main event was a legitimately special match. The main event was one of those one once in a I don't say a lifetime, but a once every ten years event, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like when I know that when when me and my friends left, we wondered even if they do a rematch, we we're like, will OTT ever get to the heights of that again, like that match? Um. Because it was such a fantastic build and it was such a fantastic match and the atmosphere was just perfect and the two performances were just perfect. Um, and it is a match that I've, I've kind of enthused to everyone who doesn't usually watch OGT. I'm like, you got to watch this match. you got to seek it out. Make this the one match you watch. And, then, and I'm thankful that a lot of people actually have and they've been very, very happy with it. Um, uh, the Walter Devlin match was... Uh, uh, it was... It was I think I think it was a damn near perfect match and I and I think that yeah obviously that, that elevates the whole the whole card overall. Um, um but honestly so this is a rare match where I've I've now watched this match twice on video on demand as well. Um, and what struck me about repeat viewings is how much stuff they kind of left on the table for a rematch. Um you know Devlin never hitting the, the package pile driver. Um there's that moment right before the pin where he he uh, the referee's checking his hand three times and the third time Jordan makes a fist and the crowd goes crazy they're like they're like here it comes here comes the big comeback and Walter like just immediately picks him up and pins him uh, uh, straight away so you kind of got the tease of the comeback but you didn't actually get it um, so even though my initial reaction was we might never see anything like that again I was like yeah, when they do this rematch it will be the biggest thing. And there are so many places they can go to expand on what they did in this match. Um, uh, do you think they do uh, the rematch in December at the stadium, or do they even wait that long? I think. Well, I think they'd be crazy to do stadium in October and then also do it in December. Um, or you don't think you, think you don't it, think they're going to do the stadium in, in December? No, 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 no. no. Okay. I, and I think that I think that'd be crazy if they did. Um, because okay. I mean, we've talked about this show both between the, the volume of shows they do in general, but also the amount of times they run the stadium a year. Um, well, they've only done 
They've only gone once this year so far, right? That, I, I, I would be fine if the second one is the, only, is the only other one. I mean, especially when you look at the prices. I mean, the front row for this Naito show is 70 euro. Yeah. Um, and they've got, that's, that's a weekender show with Defiant. You've got Fan two weeks before that. Like, you know, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't think, you, I, I don't think you should push your luck with these, uh, with these stadium shows. Now, I, I, that's not to say I don't think they will. They've kept very stum. It seems like they're kind of flying by the seat of their pants a little bit when it comes scheduling um i don't know but um yeah i tell you what though i would rather not i those stadium shows they just they just they're just not as special as a, as as tivoli or, or sure road i would much rather see that rematch in, in in sure road i think i think you'll easily sell out sure road with that match again um i was actually thinking i think you'd sell out sure road i think with a thatcher walter versus star devlin match mm. um because uh, the corner men for that main event were, were brilliant in their own right. Um, I was thinking, right, if the universe aligns this way, if you want to hold off on the match, 2019, Devlin Walter 2, the last Tivoli show. Yeah. Now, the only problem I can see with that is that you might be leaving money on the table because you could you could sell out your road. Like, do you want to do that show in a venue? You want, do you want to do that match in a venue that, that holds less people? But uh, I suppose we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would be very hesitant about them doing a, a, you know, another, another stadium uh, show after the October one. Yeah, because last year they did, obviously, WrestleRama was in the stadium last year. They did the, the yeah. Scrapper Mania, WrestleRama, and Being the Elite. Elite. And then this year has been wrestled or Scrapmania and, and fourth year anniversary. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, it's not so much volume per year so much as like proximity of the two shows. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I see the point. Um, yeah. It's just with Devlin now and the whole UK deal as well. It'd be interesting to see what influence that has on doing or not doing a rematch yeah heard him in, in Pete Dunn had a, a tremendous match tonight which does not surprise oh, yeah. me at all yeah. um, for the title um, uh, yeah so so Devlin you know they, he really sold the loss as well like he was like heartbroken after the match really 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 made it seem like this was like the worst thing that's ever happened to him and he did a he actually they don't know that I was a huge fan of this, although he might be hurt. I don't know what the situation is. But uh, they switched around the contenders card on Sunday. Uh, Devlin opened with a promo. Uh, basically, kind of fight back to tears, talk about how he let everyone down. Um, the atmosphere for that promo was, was pretty incredible. It was, again, following on from last night, everyone was just enraptured with everything he was saying. Um, and you, you could have heard a pin drop in that venue, you know, when he was speaking, because everyone was so quiet. But so he's doing this gimmick where he's kind of like heartbroken that he lost the title. And so he said, he basically said he's going to go home. Um, so he left and they shuffled the card around and they took him out of the match he was in, advertised in, which was Jordan and Strickland versus More Than Hype, which I was a little disappointed. Okay. Right. And to twist the knife a bit more, who did they replace him with? Curtis Murray. All right. That's not all right. No, he's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about that when we start running the card down here. But um, 
I suppose, yeah. But I don't know as well whether whether the UK tapings had an influence on Devlin wrestling on the second show or not, because obviously Tony Storm was pulled. Um, and I wonder whether whether they couldn't get allowance for Devlin to work that close to the UK tapings. I don't know. Um, seems weird that they would pull him. I I don't. This is believe he was injured. Um. I, I don't think there's any credence to the stories that they're pull- that WWE UK is pulling people. You don't think? Um, Southside put that story out. Um, they pulled for their for their shows. Uh, uh, I think this weekend uh, they pulled a number of people: Liguero, uh Joseph Cotter, or last weekend rather, same as Wrestle Around the weekend. Joseph Cotter's Liguero, a couple of other people. They pulled them, and they said it just it. It just sounds highly unbelievable. They said, WWE UK are not letting talent work shows a week before their tapings now. Um, which, I'm a, I first of all, I, I am of the belief that Ligero and the other people who were pulled from that show worked a different show last weekend. So right. it's not a case that they were told they can't work. Second of all, it just it just seems illogical. Third of all, if, if that was an issue, Jordan wouldn't have been able to work Russell Rana, like why would he be able to work one and not the other? Um, uh, and and also someone, also this is the fact that someone directly replied to OTT saying this, and they quoted it saying it was not right. true. Uh, so uh, yeah, the story. So uh, the story going on was that Tony was hurt uh, at that show, right? Uh, or she was hurt on the Saturday night, and that impeded her ability to be at OTT. Uh, Just seems strange anyway. that Jordan wouldn't wrestle. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you know, fair enough. Yeah, you know, it is unusual. Seems strange that the two people announced for the show who were wrestling on the UK thing were both conspicuously absent. Um. Anyway, I guess we can talk about the show real fast. The uh, the uh, WrestleMania two from the arena. Tell you what, bloody good start when uh, Tony Kelly and Humperdinck brought out rough stuff, and Angus McAnally brought out his backup. Martina and the returning Paddy Morrow. Yes, yeah, huge pop for Paddy. Big, big Pete Dunn pop for Paddy M. Yeah. Was <laughs> uh, this your first time seeing rough stuff? Yes. I, I mean, think I, you're all right here. I, I've seen your man from when he was in the Body Bros way back when. But, oh um, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought they were they were um better here. Uh, than in the, the 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 previous times I I had seen them, uh, this is a solid opener. It was just you know it it, it wasn't anything fancy, but they uh, they did a good job. Uh, I thought Martina had the the old working boots on. Um, uh, she actually had a good weekend because uh, they did a in place of Tony Storm, they had every Irish woman wrestler in a, in a six woman tag um, uh, at contenders, and that was also very good. Um, so yeah, good match and. Um, I wonder, do you think uh, that'll be the team? Do you think that'll be the act going forward, Paddy and, and Martina? I would hope so. I think that suits both of them. I, I think that's solid. I think that's a solid um, uh, use for both of them. So happy to see uh, Paddy back uh, as well. He is so good. Ah, he's great. He's great. And he's great. And the crowd love him. And he's Irish. And you can always do with someone that level of talented uh, who is Irish on these cards. That's that's great. So they, they of course, won. Uh, and then we moved on to. I don't have the card in front of me. What yeah, was next? More than hype, legit one hundred. 
Uh, yes, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, as as I think we predicted, strong more than hype crowd. I mean, it's it's pretty yeah. tough to care about. Even if you like some of the individual parts of it, it's hard to care about the G100 well, as a as a unit. More than hype have kind of legitimately created a a little spot for themselves, a little gimmick for themselves. Whereas the G100, which, as you recall, was the team created to be this trio. They just kind of never did anything with them. Although there were three guys who individually uh, were very good, they never really felt like a team in the way that more than hype do. Um, and I'm sure you're going to talk about it in a second, but in this six-man, it seemed like five of the guys were of a certain level, and one of them was kind of... I hate to say the anchor, but um, definitely was kind of of a lesser quality. Yeah, I mean, look, we've talked about about Curtis um, Murray on 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 this show before. He did just to put it plainly as you like. I mean, he did mess up what was basically kind of like what could have been like the spot of his career to this point. Because these guys, these guys really went all out. You can tell they wanted to have the show stealing match. Obviously, I don't, I don't think they did because the main event was so good, but also the, the two New Japan matches were fantastic as well. So I, I don't think they did steal the show, yeah. but you can tell they went out there. They, this wasn't some just, you know, by the numbers, second match on the, on the card match. They, they really, really went all out. They all got in all kinds of crazy spots. And Curtis had his big moment where he tried to do a double springboard. So he's on like, uh, uh, like the lads are all brawling on one side of the ring. He's on the other side of the ring. And he's supposed to do like the spring from one rope to the other rope. And then do a dive. I don't know, like a 450 or, or a tope cutilo or something. And he slipped on the ropes and he got it himself. And I, a part of me thought it was uh, uh, on purpose. Because like um, like oh you know they legit one hundred loses and then he turns heel so maybe it's the thing where like he fucked up and he blames the others but watching the VOD back it was like no he just he fucked up and the match kind of they looked very kind of lost for for a second there like they didn't quite know what was going to happen so um, yeah he's just he's yeah, just he's, he's, he's just very he's, inconsistent is his problem he's very inconsistent and like the next day at contenders to be fair he he had a perfect showing he uh, he turned he did turn heel. They did a, 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 a very funny gimmick where, where more than hype and Strickland, the three of them, made fun of Curtis for about five minutes at the beginning of the match. His jacket, his mannerisms, and his song, and all this other stuff. Uh, but when it came time to actually have the match, I, he, it was actually one of his better performances on, on the Sunday. That's fine. But just in, it's just not reliable. You know what I mean? It's because it's we, I mean, you know, there, there's so often we see mistakes and they're in crucial moments and it's not just that it looks bad. There's also a lot of heart in your mouth moments where you're like, Oh God, someone's going to get, you know, he's, he's hurt himself and a couple of times. And you're just like, this is, this is not the standard. And to be fair, it was extremely fucking warm in this building. The ropes were slippy. They were wiping down the ropes after every match, uh, you know, but, but still, um, and yeah, so, so, uh, uh, more than hype one, they all, they all, all six lads did the shake hands gimmick at the end, except for Curtis who, who stormed off yeah. and, uh, turned heel. So, uh, so there you go. Right. Next up, Shane Strickland against Kushida. They had a, uh, the cops are here. Oh, no, like Kushida. The fuzz. You had, they had a, Shane Strickland and Kushida had a very long match. Um, God, it felt like it just went on for about half an hour. But it was a slow burner at the same time. 
Yeah. Because by the end of it, it was <laughs> it was extremely good. Um. Yeah, it was. It it did kind of feel like a match of two halves, though. Yeah, because they were. They were they were really taking their time early on, and then the, like the second half of the match, it was like they went crazy. Yeah, uh, it was like the turning point was when they I think when they were doing uh, they started doing crowd brawling, and uh, Strickland put Kushida on a chair right by us, and and then ran at him and did a flying knee and knocked about ten pints. <laughs> uh, Kushida was lying in a in a pool of booze. It absolutely stank. Um. And they did all kinds of crazy stuff, like a double stomp on the apron, and, and uh, oh my god, Kushida's top rope uh, like takeover into the armbar. Yeah, the oh my arm god, I, like I've seen that before, and it's cool. But seeing that live, it's like you're, you get it's like your heart's in your mouth. Like it's a terrifying move seeing live. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a cracking match. I, I I love Strickland. I really do. I think he's tremendous. Yeah, it was great because obviously at the last show that he was on that I saw, he was very minimally involved in that um, six-man tag, remember, with um, Mark Haskins and Sky Davis. He really didn't do much, whereas in this, we, you, got a lot of, you got a lot of Strickland for your money. And um, yeah. yeah, by the end, it was very, very, very good. I'm glad I'm glad he's uh, like a, becoming a semi-regular over here, for sure. Yeah, he can, be, he can be the new Matt Riddle, where he's on every second show. I'd be all right there. Yeah. I'm right with that. Um, before NXT snafu him up, baby. Uh, There's already been reports that they're interested in him as well. <sighs> Shite. Anyway. I know. We then had Aussie Open versus Club Tropicana. I'll tell you what. little funny note here. I only learned this this week, okay? Club Tropicana made up of Aiden and Captain Sexy, along with uh, Jose Idol. Uh, Captain Sexy, who... Are you ready for this? Went to the same school as me. Ooh. Same secondary school. Wait for this. At the same time as me. Ooh. I think he was maybe a year or two under me. Um, yeah. Learned that. And I just uh, found that out in the week on Facebook. Uh, we've got quite a few mutual friends, which I was not aware of. But there you Ooh. go. There you go. Um, funny little connection. See if you can there. get a few scoops from us. Uh... I have a word. Um, so the gimmick here was that there were in in the pre-match video they they put out a week ago or so that there were bets taken on how long Club Tropicana were going to last in this match against Aussie Open, and they had a timer yeah. up on the screen for the duration of it. Um, the gimmick early on was that um, Mark Davis was almost a friend of Club Tropicana and was kind of trying to <laughs> trying to help them win. Uh, Kyle, yeah. Kyle, Kyle Fletcher was playing the heel basically he didn't get it he doesn't get the Club Tropicana gimmick uh, not uh, to forget as well that Club Tropicana came out to Africa Toto's Africa while the crowd Beautiful. put up their yes. their torches on their phones very very nice great stuff very very nice um, eventually for some reason Club Tropicana turned on <laughs> turned on Mark Davis I think they punched him at some point uh, which didn't oh yeah, they were they were like they like they were like joking around for a while, and then it was like okay, now we got to try and win the match. It, it's it was it, this was also a match of two halves. It was like comedy, and then they were like, now it's a match. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. And um. So they lost, but they what was it? They lasted ten minutes. Nobody even specified ten minutes ahead of time, but I think 
everyone just like the fans took it upon themselves to like count down for the ten minute thing. Yeah, it was it was just a a very long squash match, in essence. Um, Club Tropicana are great. I think they're they're already accepted as OTT main. Let's call it main roster guys. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. They've kind of um, graduated from the contender shows, which is very nice. I think they've, I think they've got a little. Uh, again, like more than hype, they've got a little spot for themselves now. Club Tropicana, put them in with whoever, and they'll have a good little fun match. Um, apart from that, I don't think there's too much else to report. Um, Aussie Open, uh, the Aussie Open turns full on heels at the end. Yeah. Which I, I thought was a bit confusing, considering the gimmick was that Mark Davis loves them. Um, yeah. I guess, the, I guess the point is that maybe they, I don't know, like, Tropicana disrespected them during the match or something like that. I don't know. Um, if there was a problem on this show, it's that they had, by my count, three heel turns. Yeah. Um, Curtis Murray explicitly turned heel. Ozzy Open explicitly turned heel. And I guess you would call what the Kings of the North did turning heel. Yeah. Um, well, that's five I mean, actually, no, yeah, it, if you count them individually. It, well, yeah, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, tag teams are, are a unit. And so so they, they all explicitly turned heel. And uh, it wasn't really a heel turn, but the end of the women's match, Katie and Valkyrie not on the same page. Katie, like, walked away from a handshake. You know, they, they, they went to that well a little bit much. Um, but I think I think I think it was the right thing to do for the tag teams uh, because they have a lot of face tag teams at the moment. They had the Kings, Cruisers, more than hype, legit one hundreds, uh, Tropicana. Like they did, they do need heel teams. Um, so, uh, and so especially, especially with the Kings of the North, it feels like they've been spinning the wheels a little bit lately. So, yeah, yeah. Was that match next or we no? We have D- David Starr, Timothy Thatcher next. Oh yeah, this was good. Um, it was maybe kind of. Um, uh, one of the more kind of less noteworthy. It was it was very functional, um, but I don't know that I could tell you a single spot from the match. <laughs> I don't know that I can remember. I, I, I know I, I appreciated some. There was some great lariats thrown. Uh, Thatcher he gurned and did his faces. Yeah, uh, I like both these guys. This this was just it was just a, a good match on a lot of on a on a show with a lot of great matches and a lot of noteworthy matches. Like every I think pretty much every match on this show. Um, there was a little pop of a character or a story to it, whereas this was just two two good workers going out and having a, a good, you know, hard-hitting match. Um, yeah. uh, I, I appreciated it. Um, and that was, that led us to the tag match, was it? Yeah, the tag team title match, Angel Cruisers versus Kings of the North. What did you so think yeah, of this, I mean, Barry? I, I thought... It was not at the level of the of the of the last few great Angel Cruisers matches, right? Um, I thought it was kind of slow. I thought, and I, honestly, I thought it, it picked up when they started doing shenanigans. Like I wasn't really that into the match. Um, uh, it was only when things started getting kind of wild and they bumped the ref. Obviously, you did have two absolutely insane spots in this match. You had Angel Cruz walking the top rope like The Undertaker and Duncan Disorderly spearing him out of the ring onto the Lumberjacks. Yeah. Um, that, that was insane. And then similarly, you had, uh, I think, uh, Duncan giving Be Cool a back suplex off the second rope out of the ring onto the Lumberjacks. So, so those are crazy. But but sort of the in-between of all of that, I wasn't super into it. And then the, the Kings turned heel. Uh, they, they deliberately bumped the ref. They used chairs on the on the cruisers. They used chairs on Prick. Um, Cruz tried to chase them off with the 
chainsaw. Uh, Foxy rolled under the ring. Uh, Prick grabbed what they thought was him, threw him back in the ring. It was Justy. Um, you know, a bit, bit more of a subdued reaction for Justy, but I think that's because they straight up acknowledged he was going to be there ahead of time. Um, and uh, the Kings retained with the distraction and all the bullshit. Um, on the one hand, you could say that it, you know, they've turned the Kings back somewhat hastily. But on the other hand, I, it felt like they had massively, massively cooled their jets as baby faces, having been like the hottest thing in the promotion as heels. Yeah, I agree. And it was like, I don't even disagree with the decision to turn the face initially. That was the right call at the time with the Rapture feud. Um, but I just think then, like, subsequently, uh, 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 they, there wasn't a whole lot for them to do. And I, I much preferred I, I much preferred them going back heel. Yeah, I thought this was... Um... I think it was it was over, overthought. It was it was it was kind of too convoluted, um, and I think it was hurt as well. Although I really really enjoyed the videos they put out with Be Cool having the flashes of Justy. I think it did hurt the match because a lot of the crowd, I got the feeling, myself included, was just waiting for the Justy moment. Mm. You know, you 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 know what's gonna happen, so you're just sitting waiting for it. And I was I was very, <laughs> very much anticipating that, very much looking forward to it. But it was like the the there was a uh, Kings of North turned heel. They bumped the ref. They're hitting Team Prick with chairs. Um, Be cool gets the visual pin right, and then Sammy D comes out, and then they're fighting with him. Oh yeah, and then. You know, they throw the ref in the ring, and then it's it's uh, Justy, and then Cool stunned, and, and the Kings hit the move, and the, Justy leaves, and he throws the ref back. It was like, not to put my, my, my little Booker hat on, because obviously I'm not, yeah. I'm not uh, an educated man in that field, but the way I would have done it was, Be Cool gets the visual pin, he lows all oh, the refs down, he rolls out to get the ref, and it's Justy. And just poke him in the eye or something, and then they get a pin on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I w- it would have been it would have been far far reduced. There was just too much going on, um, and it didn't help as well that um, where we were sitting was right in the view of where like you very very clearly saw Niall Fox under the ring, and then the other leg, then the leg comes out, and it's a different leg, and and then yeah. he, was, he was lying there for like ten minutes. So it it, it definitely felt more so. Um, stretched out um, and to be honest I think they would have been as I mentioned I really like those videos I think they would have been better off not doing the videos and still having that little mystique of is Justy going to be here what's going on um, I think I even mentioned on the podcast that maybe maybe don't have him on a show or two to keep it like a, a mystery you know the fact that they pretty much yeah. said yeah he'll be here don't worry about it and then he then he was it, it, whereas on the previous show the um the rug really that ring really ties the room together that uh that appearance was like super cleverly done super well yes. executed but because it was so simple because it was in its simplicity so well executed um that's what made it work and here just because it was so many moving parts 
Sammy D interference, be cool getting the pin, Kings turning heel, Kings beating up people with chairs, then Justy, but Justy doesn't do a like count the pin or anything, he just leaves and then throws the ref back in. I didn't need to see a shirtless Nile Fox, by the way. Um, and then <laughs> the Kings win, and then Justy and, and Sammy are just standing there for 10 minutes before they leave. It's like there, there, there wasn't the uh you know the the snappiness to this like there was the last time which was which was unfortunate but um nonetheless very happy that justy's back very happy to see sammy d uh back because it seemed like he just didn't have a spot for i know he's injured but he just didn't have a spot really for the longest time so it's good he can almost fit into that logan bryce spot now that logan bryce is dead um yeah, he's, he's, he's at the merch table like contenders though <laughs> So yeah, I mean, although there was, as you said, the very good spots, and again, then the return of Justin and so on, I would say that, yeah, it was a bit of a disappointment as well. Um, that brought us to the women's match. Now, we've already used the phrase a match of two halves, but I'm going to use it again here. I thought the first half of this match was very bad, and then I thought the second half of the really? match, and then I thought the second half of the match was very good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they, they I, I, yeah, I liked it when they, they kind of kicked it up a notch. Uh, Sammy Jane is brilliant. I love Sammy Jane. Um, she's one who, I tell you, like, Al Joe knew what he was doing with Walter. I'll tell you that much. The, his use of Walter has been flawless, right? Mm. But also, I, I think when, when, when Sammy Jane won the belt at Defiant, I was like, I've never seen this part. I've heard of her because she's she wrestles a lot of places. I was like, I've never seen her. I don't expect her to to do much. I don't expect her to get pushed. But they pushed her like like you wouldn't believe out of the out of the blocks winning the title in her first night and all this other stuff. Really enjoyed her performances at Defiant. Uh, really enjoyed uh, when I watched her on VOD the Scrapper Mania match, and then I really enjoyed this match as well. I think I think this is a a, a, a brilliant. Uh, a call for for the women's champion, uh, you know, um, obviously injury notwithstanding, that's out of everyone's hands. Uh, but but I I'm a huge fan of her. I love her her German suplex she does where she slides to the ropes. Uh, shadow, some other kind of a, shadow fax, I think she calls it. Whatever she calls it, yeah. The Lord of the I Rings know. move. The, she has some other kind of impressive power moves. I I just read like she folded Valkyrie up like an accordion at one point with a with a. Uh, a, a German suplex. She's just great. Ooh, She's great. That was that was quite bad. Um, or look, yeah, it's German I, I mean, it looked quite bad. Uh, I think Valkyrie landed on the old head on that one. Um, hey, it's well. Welcome to wrestling. I, oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blaming anyone for that. But it was uh, one of those ones where where John Cena takes the Nakamura, you know, back exploder and does the old head bump on it. And you go. Ooh, Jesus, um, yeah. I thought by the, by the end I was really into it. I th- I did think at the beginning it wasn't particularly good, but it it did get there. And um, on uh, I, unlike last time where I thought Sammy and Valkyrie didn't have a lot of chemistry, I I did think it worked here. I thought, as you mentioned, the the slide the baseball slide German suplex looked really good here, whereas it, it kind of didn't last time out. Um, and I loved it. Like Valkyrie did her, uh, her. She set it up by doing her flying drop kick thing, where and she, she was like celebrating it. And she got that was great. <laughs> yeah, it was very clever. Um, it was. I, I tell you as well, and, and the girls here, and this is true of a lot of people in OTT, more so for the stadium shows. I love, I love how many people 
they they do their they get their WrestleMania gear for the big OTT shows. Um, I think that made and, this know, feel they, feel more special. The fact that they had that. Katie Harvey had the Mad Max gear and Valkyrie with the Griffin. I'm sure you love that the Gryffindor gear. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Oh, it's just she reminded me of the Democrats or something. Um, <laughs> oh, love it, love it. Um, yeah, no, it's great. Um, and yeah, uh, I hope I hope Sammy Jane is here. They listen. They're doing some all right stuff with the women's division. Yeah, keep at it. I want to see. I want to see her. At this fan appreciation show that's not happening, um, and that uh, she should be on the stadium show as well as Defiant. Um, you know, obviously, if she doesn't have another booking, but um, I bet they they better not use Defiant as an excuse to just not have any women on that fucking stadium show because that'll be very annoying. Um, but uh, yeah, I I enjoyed that women's match uh, yeah, quite a bit by the end. Uh, what was next? Uh, we had then Tomohiro Ishii against Juice Robinson. Yeah, I so I actually watched their G1 match um, uh, in preparation for this, and this was definitely playing off that one. Uh, and I enjoyed this way more than the Ishii Cobb match. Oh, it was um, it was night and day. I don't know what it is about Jeff Cobb, I, but sometimes I see him with people, and they just don't have chemistry. Whereas here, yeah, I. They were yeah, well. I that that was that was kind of my talking point as well. It's just like he he can be great, but you really have to have him in there with the right opponent and the right, you know, the right night. Yeah, because I I I had a bad impression of Ishi from that match, so I wasn't expecting much from this one. And then they had they had a banger here, you know. Okay, admittedly, I could I could do without the headbutts, but um. It was very good. And we had them out fighting in our row as well. If you watch the VOD, you can see my big face look right in front of them being chopped. So that was very nice. Um, yeah, they uh, juiced in a lot of that at Contenders as well. I mean, he wrecked the place. <laughs> I mean, him and Scotty were brawling at, at both sides of the of, of the ring. Um, Juice is great. I, I, You know, as someone who doesn't watch a lot of New Japan, I, I enjoy his, his the, the occasional match of his I watch, but seeing him live... Yeah, very charismatic, bigger than I expected. Like he's a, you know, he kind of towered over Ishii. He's um, enormous, which is something you don't pick up on from watching the old NXT clips. He's a no, very, yeah. very big man. Yeah, and and like big personality as well. Yeah, he's he's great. He's someone I'd love to see back. Um, uh, yeah, really, really fun match. Really, really fun match. It was. I mean, this is this is kind of what was so great about this card in terms of the depth it had. Um, was uh, like this. This was a sort of G one caliber match. Like you could see this closing a night of a G one. Like now obviously it's not like a seven star fucking some ridiculous shit like that. But it was a really really. I give it seven level. and a half stars. Take that. Because they uh, fought in front of us and it was great. Yeah, that that you get an extra star for that straight away. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh, and then there was the um the main event, which obviously we talked about. Main event. Um, definitely the best atmosphere, I think, for a match that I've ever seen at OTT. I'd say, and I, I would even put it up there for best match. Although I think the match, in the same way that The Dark Knight relies very heavily on Heath Ledger, I think that the, the match was, was very much helped by the atmosphere. Um, yeah. 
But, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that the match wasn't good. It was an excellent, excellent match. But the atmosphere was very much, you know, the cherry on top, if you want to go the, if you want to go the full five on it. Um, it was an extremely good match. The crowd were... I'd never seen a crowd as into a match in all my, you know, trips to OTT as I did here. Um, the way they had the wrestlers with uh, come out with uh, Thatcher and Starr as their seconds was... Whoever came up with that was <laughs> a, 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 like a genius moment. A little, a little addition that really didn't impact the match too much, but in a way was integral to it. With kind of the, star, the, particularly having, selling yeah, the match yeah. on the outside, you know. Having having star involved tangentially involved in this Walter feud has been so perfect because it because they obviously have that dynamic from other promotions. Um, it was great. I mean, yeah, and Star was a tremendous corner man. He he had the towel in his hands at one point when when Jordan was in a submission. Uh, his post match stuff was great, where he was just like holding Jordan when he was like broken and and, and defeated. Um, yeah, that's that's that was the great thing about this feud is like I think they left so much on the table for a rematch. But I was like, after watching that match, I was like, you could you could headline a tag match, a non title tag match with these four guys could be a, an ott main event um it was great and thatcher i mean thatcher is great as well i mean thatcher is great at just literally standing around reacting to stuff <laughs> being scary you know um uh yeah so uh that this is if you i mean if you're if you're you know if you're not a subscriber i mean this is a get your get your month of ott even if you don't keep it uh and check this match out it, it is yeah. it is one of those go out of your way to see matches no um no corvin interestingly uh, no, no. Mm. Um, although he does have a big, uh, he has a big match coming up now in Belfast. He's facing Pete Dunne. That uh, is a big one. That's a big test for him, for a guy who is obviously wants to to be something in singles, and it seems OTT are also hoping that he will be. There's this is there you go. You you know you're you're that's very much being given the ball. Uh, so we'll see how he does. I'm sure the match will be good at the very least. Um, that Belfast card is very weird. Very weird collection of matches on that card. But not not necessarily a bad way, but it's just it's 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 a, it's an odd one. Uh, and I I, I, won't, I won't run down contenders because we're uh, we're going long here. But I watched um well. I watched a little bit of SmackDown by the way in the week. Okay, not this week SmackDown. The first oh, no, ever no. episode of SmackDown from August '99 with the Rock, the Rock Triple H in the main event with Shawn Michaels as the. I recall uh, that being a terrible show. It's, I tell you what, there's there there's almost no editing at all. Segments just c- cut back and forth. There's no like little indent to tell you we're going from the arena backstage. They just hard cut yeah, to backstage as me. Al Snow is rampaging around and Test crush is here. TV, mate. Very much crush crush TV. TV. Yeah. Um, very very high. Um, what's the word? Very very fast. You know, segments are, are snappy. They're in and out. Then it's backstage. Then something's happening there. Then we're back to the ring, and here's a match for you. But, ah, oh, no, Test is here. He's getting married. Will Stephanie man accept? Never mind that. Big Boss Man's coming out with Al Snow. He's got the dog. Um, it, the, the, the thing, as you say, all the matches were very, were very bad, um, aside from the main event, which was fine. Um, but the pacing of it is, is what made it kind of so, so entertaining, is that there's just so much stuff happening. 
um, if they could kind of almost merge that with the the quality of the wrestling today, you'd have a very very good show on your hands. Anyway, I won't keep us too long. Um, Contenders was good. You were saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I won't run it down, but it was it was good. Got off to kind of a a, a rough start because we had the, the Jordan. The I would say I, I mean watch the show if you want. It's it's not too long. But I would say even if you don't want to watch the rest, I would say watch the Jordan promo because it's it's part of it's going to be part of the wider. Story. I, w- I will check it out. I uh, it was, I mean, again, it's like you if you watch that main event and you never watch OTT before, your big takeaway would be that these people fucking love Jordan. They fucking love the guy, and that was evident on um, contenders as well because he's coming out and he's doing his you know fake wrestling promo about his fake belt that he fake lost. Mm. and people, like, you'd swear the guy was announcing his retirement or that he was dying of cancer. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, 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 RIP John McCain. Um, like, he, although one thing I will say is that Jordan's performance was tremendous. It was tremendous. He was like, like, his voice was like shaky. He was like really conveying that he was like fighting back. Like the tear, it was a, it was a, honestly a, a tremendous performance from a guy who's who I've always kind of thought has a head like functional promos, but maybe not like incredible promos. Uh, it was really great. You could have heard a pin drop in the place. There were people in the crowd who looked like they were about to start crying. I mean, we were all very hungover, but it was it was still uh, uh, really really remarkable. So I would say seek that out. Rest of the show was good. Scotty and Juice was was really great. Um, Scotty looked great in the match. Like he's obviously. One of the one of the brightest uh, uh, of the of the contenders, but man, like Juice is like this. Ne- it, re- it was really it was a Juice match. Do you know what I mean? It was like this guy's a fucking pro, and this guy's a a, a next level guy, and, and Scotty's obviously uh, you know this really talented prospect, but 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 Juice is uh, Juice is the man. Uh, so that was good, and uh, yeah, the six woman tag it ended up kind of being this this thing where I think everyone ended up feeling good about it because you had literally the entire division of women on this island in one match, and they busted their arses and had a great match, um, and and so it, it ended up being cool in its own way, even though everyone was pretty disappointed they didn't get Tony Storm, but uh, yeah, I, I won't go through the whole card, but yeah, that was uh, that, that was our fun weekend of wrestling. Okay, dokie. So we can leave it there for this week. Yeah, we'll be back uh, next week with uh, you know more of the usual guffs and um, uh, maybe a fan announcement. Who knows? Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> still waiting. Or not. For that. Still waiting for that. Uh, Four weeks later, is it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, uh, it's gonna be goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. It's gonna be goodbye from Joe Towner. Goodbye. And it's going to be goodbye. All good. Goodbye.